Inside Alabama Racing on 105.5 FM and streaming live on WNSP.com. The only driver that needs the jaws of life to get in and out of his race car. Here's Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining us this evening. We're having some technical problems with all of this weather going through here, and we'll hopefully get us back on track right now, so maybe next week we'll have it fixed up. So we're trying to get a hold of Ryan Blake right now to have him on the show. He is driving one of the crown stocks this weekend at Mobile International Speedway. It is a huge weekend of racing this weekend for the Speedway to come back online on Saturday night. And earlier today, Eddie Shoemaker, the new promoter, announced that he has got fireworks planned for this weekend on Saturday night. And he said he had a big show at the drag strip this past weekend, big fireworks show, and the one coming for Mobile is three times as big this weekend. Michael, how are we coming on catching up with Ryan? And the group that's going to be everybody's coming to see this weekend for the first time ever at Mobile International Speedway is the Crown Stocks. I call them the Wild Bunch. And with that, let's bring in the leader of the Wild Bunch, Ryan Black. Ryan, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Are you pumped up for this weekend? I am super excited for this weekend, sir. I've been waiting for this for a long time. It's going to be a fun night at MIS as it reopens again. It's, uh, um, it's, it's been an interesting couple of three months here as everything works its way around. But for our listeners that have never seen a crown stock, tell them what they're going to see this weekend. So you're going to see a lot of uh, police interceptor, old Crown Vic cars. You got some uh, some Grand Marquis in there, a couple town cars, and basically what they are, they're just stripped out. Uh, all the seats are taken out. Anything that can catch on fire gets taken out of the car, uh, essentially, and. Um, put a roll cage in there, and uh, racing seat, racing seat belts, and and you're racing. And um, it's been really successful over at Five Flags, and I think we're going to have at least uh, from what I've I've contacted each one of these drivers pretty much, and I know for a fact we're going to have at least 18 cars there with you know a handful more that have not decided, and I'm sure there's a few more that I just don't know about so i think it's gonna be a really good show yeah yeah i think there's a handful from mobile that have never raced yet that have not raced yet that will be there that's going to get you over 20 cars on saturday night so it ought to be fun to watch that happen um this is a very affordable class right ron yes sir yeah you can get into one of these cars and race for um depend you know Depending on the work, you know, if you do some of the work yourself, I think you can get in there for twenty five hundred, three thousand bucks. And if you, you know, if you need someone to weld the cage in there for you and maybe set it up a little bit, you know, four thousand, forty five hundred bucks, and you're 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 racing. 
Yeah, I've seen some cars I think already trade at the five, six thousand dollar level, which is extremely inexpensive for a race car. And then also I've seen several guys are renting them out about a week. Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. And um yeah, it's uh definitely definitely the most affordable way to get into it. Um and and we we love it. I I I love it, man. It's my favorite class. Well, you've had a, a big time this year already at Pensacola. Looking forward to seeing you Saturday night in Mobile. I hate to cut you short, but we're, we've got a, a, a communication issue with the studio, so we're going to have to cut you short tonight. I look forward to seeing you Saturday night, man. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. We'll see you Saturday. Brian Blake and the Crown Stock a bunch this Saturday at Mobile International Speedway as the gates reopen under the leadership of Eddie Shoemaker. We're now working on catching up with Augie Grill, who is uh, slated to come and run the Pro Late Model Class on Saturday night. They're going to run 50 laps, so that'll be fun watching this group make their way around the speedway. Michael, how are we coming on getting Augie? Still working on Augie Grill. I don't, folks, you know, when a show goes bad, as this one has started out, it just never seems to get back on track, and that's kind of where we are this evening. And with our communication troubles because of the weather, now we're having trouble rounding everybody up. And I know where Augie is. He's in his race shop, and he is continuing to work on stuff to come and talk with us tonight. So, Michael, keep calling those numbers till we can get him on the phone. Grill is probably one of the most accomplished late model drivers from Mobile. I mean, excuse me, from Alabama. Two snowball derby wins as a driver, three as a crew chief, three in a modified, five Alabama 200 wins, three Snowflake 100 wins, two Show Me the Money wins, in Mobile, we were trying to count them up the other day, and all we can safely say is he's had over a dozen hundred-lap super late model wins at Mobile. And for those who keep up with late models, he was the guy on national TV that absolutely crushed the cup guys that were running late models at North Wilkesboro a couple of months ago. He was in one race, Bubba Pollard was in the other, and both of them, guys who spent a lot of laps here at Mobile and Pensacola, won big, big races from the all the cup guys, truck guys, Xfinity guys that had come to race. At North Wilkesboro. Also uh, on the newswire, while we continue to wait on Augie, the new additions to this year's Hall of Fame voting slate. Donnie Allison, very prominent as one of the Alabama gang members, was added to the slate. And then here's a pair that's going to create a conundrum. I like that big word tonight. A conundrum for voters. Both Chad Knauss and Jimmy Johnson 
were added to this year's list. Who do you pick? I mean, the list. I mean, you got all these other guys that are out there. So it's going to be almost impossible. You never say impossible, but almost impossible to vote those two in at the same time because we're always taking three. How do you choose between Chad Knauss and Jimmy Johnson? Now, maybe for some of y'all who are not as familiar how the sport works, you would think it's an easy vote for Jimmy Johnson, seven-time champion. For those who know how the sport works a little bit, you know he's winning no championship without his crew chief checking out, much like we saw with Jeff Gordon and his crew chief. Who do you pick? I think Obviously, that at the end of the day, they'll go Jimmy Johnson, then maybe in the next year or two, check and out. Obviously, both deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, again, the only problem I have is they're both coming in on the same year. And then, of course, what I call the old-timers ballot, Donnie Allison, it's his first year. And you would think that one of the fame members of the Alabama gang would be right there. You would think. I'm glad, and we've had numerous voters for the Hall of Fame on the show over the years when it's time to start voting. And almost everyone we've had on the show, they say we go in thinking we know who our vote's going to be, and then after each person has their say, they have to change their vote up some. Because all the guys on this list are hugely accomplished and capable um, of uh, being in the Hall of Fame. And so it'll be interesting to see how they sort it out. This past weekend, it was wild in Atlanta. Two point five million viewers, which is a good number for a regular cup race. And when we think about that here in Alabama, you don't think about soccer as competing with for viewers. But it is, and there were two big soccer matches at the same time. So really a good number for the NASCAR number, 
you know, down, obviously down significantly from Chicago. That was the best number in six years, 4.8 million people. That was a lot. Um, so we'll see. This weekend we we'll go to New Hampshire. Traditionally, not very good for ratings. A lot going on. It'll be interesting to see if they can carry some of this momentum because Atlanta, and we'll talk to Brandon Lyons here in a minute, who spotted for Willie Byron. Also, too, they were at Slinger Nationals last night. They didn't have very good rates. I think they finished 10th. We're going to talk to him about this past weekend at Atlanta because it was truly bizarre. Now, you know, for those of y'all who have listened to the program, you've heard me talk about spotting and spotting at some of these big tracks. But nothing, nothing comes close to what's going on in Atlanta. It was absolutely Crazy. Crazy uh, this past weekend. So, Michael, I think we have caught up with Augie Grill. Augie, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you, how are you guys doing tonight? Well, I'm going to be honest, we're struggling, right? We've got... Uh, uh, it feels like one of my springs has collapsed and my motor's hitting on about six cylinders, but we're trying to get through the race. You know what I mean? We're having all sorts of kind of communication problems tonight to do the show. So I, I feel like I'm I'm just limping at home. You know what I mean? Yeah, as long as we're still moving, though. That's that's all that matters, right? <laughs> that's right. We're still in the race, baby. We're still in the race. Right. Hey, man, there's a whole lot of people excited about you coming back to Mobile this Saturday night. Well, that's good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, yeah, it ought to, ought to be a good time. Uh, uh, yeah, Elliot Massey uh, called me about a week ago and asked me if I'd care to drive one of his cars down there. And uh, honestly, was considering bringing uh, the 43 car that I've been driving of Jeff's house down there anyway. So uh kind of worked out that Elliot called, <laughs> so I don't have to bring it down. But, uh, but yeah, we're, uh, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, hold on, uh, Augie. So, Michael, what we want to do here is uh, go ahead and take our uh, scheduled break. We're going to carry uh, Augie through to the next segment, and then we'll carry Ryan, uh, I mean, Brandon, all the way to the end of the show. Uh, I'm sorry. That's how bad our communication problem is, Augie. Is I'm, I'm ha- we're having to go over the air to talk to each other, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Uh, made it any worse. So, you know, this weekend, when was, I was thinking in my head, when was the last time you were here at Mobile? Uh, that's a good question. I think the last time I was there was a modified race probably at least three or four years ago, at least that long ago. It might have been longer than that, actually. But that's why I'm, I'm, I'm just in my head. I was thinking, I, I'm thinking like it's like back to 14 or something, 15. The last yeah, time you were here, along with the late model, for sure. Uh, but no, I know, yeah. know I've run a modified there since since the last late model race I ran. Uh, but it may have been fifteen, sixteen, honestly, with the late model. 
It's uh, it's been a pretty good while. Uh, of course, the old place you still remember where to turn and all, right? I think so. Uh... I've forgotten how to, how to get around the place. Uh, I don't think it's changed that much. Uh, but I guess we'll find out Saturday. Hang on a minute for us, Augie. Uh, Michael, let's take a break here. We're talking with two-time Snowball Derby champion Augie Grill, who will be here in Mobile this weekend with the Pro Late Models as Mobile International Speedway reopens. You're listening to Inside Alabama Racing right here on WNSP 105.5 Sports Radio. This is Tommy Prater, and you know nobody loves great food more than I do. And if you're looking for a working man's blue plate lunch, there's no better place than Judy. If you don't go to bed at 5 like some people do, and if you like going out at night and are looking for a great meal that doesn't break the bank, Judy's has a completely different menu at night and is one of the best places on the Gulf Coast with great steaks and seafood. Hey, man, I'm not a hundred. Open for lunch and dinner at 4054 Government. Visit JudysPlaceMobile.com. One of the challenges of being a homeowner is finding someone you can trust for all the little things that can go wrong. But here on the Alabama Gulf Coast, Bachelor Service is the trusted name for HVAC generators and now plumbing repair. Their plumbing team can take care of any job, from a clogged drain or leaky faucet to installing a new high-efficiency tankless water heater. Bachelors is service worth remembering. HVAC, generators, and now plumbing repair. Learn more at bachelorservice.com. Certification 17070. At Keesler Federal Credit Union, it pays to be a member. Big. Like really big. Like $11 million big. That's how much Keesler Federal gave back to its members last year. With their Give Back program, you can win prizes like loan payments or cash back every month. Giving back to their members is just another way Keesler Federal is helping their members live extraordinary. Learn more at kfcu.org and to find the branch nearest you. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. Alabama, Coach Saban talks about the process. It's about doing everything the right way all the time to be successful. While at Dex Imaging, we believe in the process as well. Do the job right and take care of your customers to help them be more successful. With locations throughout the Southeast, including Mobile, Birmingham, and Tuscaloosa, put the process to work for your business. Contact the professionals at Dex Imaging. Dex Imaging, the official copier and printer provider of the Crimson Tide. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. 
Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. This is Inside Alabama Racing on 105.5 FM and streaming live on WNSP.com. Reach up and pull them tight one more time because it's time to get back on the track. Here's Tommy Prater. Welcome back to Inside Alabama Racing. I'm Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining us this evening. We apologize for our communication issues getting down to the studio today, but we are slowly working our way through it. I appreciate Augie Grill hanging in with us as we go to break. In just a few minutes, we'll have William Byron's spotter, Brandon Lyons, with us to talk about this weekend's action at Atlanta. Augie, we were talking at the break about this weekend at Mobile. You're coming down to run one of Elliott Massey's cars, which is one of your cars, right? Yeah, yep. Uh, he bought it from another customer uh, toward the end of last year, and I've done a little work on it for him uh, in the last few months. And uh, he's run it one or two times this year, I think, and uh, been pretty happy with it. And just asked if I'd like to drive it. So, uh, yeah, I can't turn that down, and I love driving race cars, so I'll, I'll come down and do it. <laughs> Especially one you don't have to work on before you get into the racetrack. Yep, that makes it even better, uh, for sure. Uh, uh, which it'll, it'll be hot Saturday, so it's it's all going to be a wash anyway, but, uh, but it'll be a good time. You know, I don't know if you know this or not, but last week I announced at Sunny South Raceway for Bill Rolfe while he was out of town, and Elliot's son, Brandon, was racing in the go-kart division down there, and he's pretty good. And I looked at Elliot kind of towards the end of the race. I said, are you sure he's your child? and Elliot have raced together uh, forever, and Elliot has been with us on our uh, ARCA crew to Talladega several times, so we have a good time uh, messing with him, but Mason is really a pretty good little shoe. Well, that's good. Uh, he's a good little kid. Uh, I, I, you know, the few times Elliot's been up here and hung around the shop for a little while, he's brought Mason with him, and it's, he's a pretty cool little guy. Uh, we had him on the show a few weeks ago, and he loves trash talking his dad on a radio show, so that makes it even better. Uh, that would be a good time. You know, not that I would encourage him or anything. You know, right? I'm no, just saying. No, not not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, long after you know, the last time we saw you was on national TV, whipping everybody at North Wilkesboro. What you doing after Mobile this weekend? Uh, I plan on running the uh, doubleheader next weekend at Pensacola with my supercar. I was going to go test it Saturday at Pensacola, and uh, they, unbeknownst to me, they got a seven-day test ban uh, with Southern Super Series now, So, which is a good idea. I'm glad they do that, but I uh, didn't really know it and had planned to go last Saturday, and it didn't really work out. So I just, okay, well, I'll go next Saturday and uh, was told no, so... <laughs> I'll uh, <laughs> turkey next week, and and we'll uh, we'll see what we got. 
All right, bud. I look forward to seeing you Saturday night at Mobile, and good luck. We'll talk to you then. Yes, sir. Sounds like a good time. Oh, man, what a resume. Uh, I mean, just – and I think that as I was doing that article and counting up Augie Grill's significant wins and other wins, I don't think we even begin to do justice to all the stuff that he's won and all the different places he's won and cars. I mean, the last few years, the modified has been absolutely smoking, and I think he's won three straight snowball derby modifieds in that thing. So what a great driver, a great personality. Um, his family makes Grand American Race cars in Hueytown, Alabama, and we have used them for 15 years and just absolutely phenomenal. I can't say enough about Grill, his dad, uh, who's no longer with us, but just wonderful, wonderful people. This past weekend, the racing was hot and heavy in Atlanta Motor Speedway, and the guy who had the winning call was a guy that I, I realized is the first time on our program and we don't get many of those in 25 years. But Brandon Lyon, Fossil William Byron, and Hendrick Motorsports joins us now. And I want to talk. I got, I got a whole bunch of questions. I hope I have enough time for them. Brandon, how are you doing? And congratulations. Hey, thank you. I'm doing great. Doing great. So it's your first time on the show. And what I like to do is talk a little bit about how you got here. Um, nobody starts out on the roof spotting for Hendrick Motorsports. For our listeners, give them a little bit of your background of what you started doing and how you kept working your way through the process. Okay. Uh, growing up <clears throat> growing up in Indiana, my dad raced locally uh, modified, which is similar to what you were talking about with Augie now uh, in Indiana. <clears throat> Meet people through the years. You know, they always need some young kid that's going to go all the time uh, that can commit the spotting. So that turned into one job, which turned into uh, my first real gig is with a guy named Chris Gabehart, who is the crew chief on the 11 cup car now. Um, he got hired from Kyle Busch or by Kyle Busch, so I had to move along. Uh, I spent a year dealing with, not dealing with, uh, helping Bubba Pollard, Johanna Long, um, and then got a call from a guy out of Michigan said, hey, I need you to help my kid. And I said, okay, sure. Uh, that happened to be Eric Jones. Um, 2011, that was. Uh, we won a pro championship in Indiana. It's a CRA Jags deal. And then 2012, we're going to run like five or six super races just to see if he can make the cut. And, uh, yeah, we go to the snowball. He shocks the world, wins the derby. Um, he kind of takes a different path. Uh, and then I meet a guy named Daniel Hemrick. Uh, we run a lot of super late model races over the years. Um, he kind of moves to the NASCAR deal, and, and you know, the, the people in NASCAR are telling me I don't have enough experience, which I don't because I've ever done short track stuff, right? So it just, just makes the hunger uh, more important. I work a little harder. I meet a guy named Jeff Burton uh, who cornered me at a racetrack and said, hey, I need you to work for my kid. I said, well, let's make a deal. Yeah, so 2000, I, I actually skipped one. When Daniel went truck racing, the trade was I would do William Byron, who nobody had heard of at the time, 
uh, K&N, super late model, late model stock stuff, 2015. Do that. In that process, I meet Jeff Burton. William's going to go NASCAR stuff. I still don't have enough experience per se. So then I do Harrison stuff from 16 to 19. Uh, kind of get dabbled back into the cup deal with Hemrick at RCR, which was honestly not a great situation for anyone involved. Um you know, we after that first year, that was my first full-time year in Cup, which I had done several non-companion truck, non-companion Xfinity stuff for Joe Gibbs, uh, KBM, whoever, whenever, whatever. Right? You just you just try to race. Um, yeah. So when that deal went bad, I wasn't 100 percent sure what I was going to do. Um, and I got a call from a guy named Ryan Priest that I had won his first Xfinity race at Iowa with. Happened to be the crew chief that I spotted for way back when, Chris Capehart. Um, he said, hey, come to Iowa with us. We'll see what happens. Well, we went the race. Kind of changes. Priest's pass. Uh, so I go with him to JTG for two years, and then they sell our charter. So middle of the year, you know, like, you're probably not going to have a job, right? Well, I'm not one to really knock on doors. I just kind of wait, wait, wait. And then I got a text message from Rudy Fugel and said, hey, we're – we're looking for, we're looking for somebody like you if you'd be willing to to come and talk about it we'd we'd like to have you and it's been a great two years so yeah being because just because they were looking for someone that had worked with William before and obviously I had that one year experience and you know I'd never worked with Rudy one on one uh he was you know he ran the show at k b m when I had Harrison stuff in a truck but uh yeah i mean there's many 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 more details stories meeting people. <laughs> So to to put you there, but that's that's it in a in a two minute or however long that was uh, story. For our for our listeners, uh, you mentioned a whole lot of names that sent you down and through and around Mobile, Pensacola, uh, Montgomery. So this is familiar stomping ground for you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I I, I can't tell you there were. Two years, I think. Two years in a row. I never missed a blizzard race or a pro late model race at Pensacola or Mobile. Um, yeah, Montgomery's obviously just up the road. Op. Uh, the only time I ever really got to go to Op was uh, the Razzler. But, yeah, all, that's, that's what we did, right? Hey, hey, Brandon, the music means i got to take a break. Hang on with us. We're talking with Brandon Lyons, who's currently spotting for William Byron in the Cup Series. We'll be right back with more of Inside Alabama Racing right here on WNSP. On 105.5 FM and streaming live on WNSP.com. Once again, bumping and grinding, shoving and rubbing, and that's just at the breakfast buffet. Here's Tommy Prater. Welcome back to Inside Alabama Racing. I'm Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining us this evening. It's uh, been a little bit of a challenge. I appreciate Michael Bronner sticking after it and keeping us going. We're having communication problems with the home base. And appreciate all you guys hanging in there with us this evening. Every week our program is brought to you by Alabama Pipe and Supply, Wade Distributors, and, of course, Judy's Place, which is always Cobbler Day on Wednesday. We are giving the moose the boot, which is 
you know, since I'm his dad, that's okay. So we can finish talking with Brandon Lyons about his spotting deal and this past weekend at Atlanta. Brandon, we this is the second time we've been to Atlanta this season and the second time you've had a chance to look at this kind of racing. Was there anything that could prepare you when you went the first time for what's happening at Atlanta these days? No, so there's uh, this is actually the fourth race under the repave. Um, last year, so oh, that's right. Race, Excuse me. Had, yeah, so they've had three daytime races, and this was the first night race. Uh, we actually, actually, last year in I guess it was April, whatever the first one was, that was my first Cup win with William. We wanted the the first Atlanta Cup race on the new configuration. Uh, hands down, hardest race I've ever spotted in my life, just because. You're doing everything that you do at Daytona and Talladega that's three and could be four wide. Now you're on a track that's two, two and a half lanes wide, and it's a mile smaller, so everything happens twice as fast, if that makes sense. Um, I thought the first one, because it was so unexpected, was super wild and crazy. Uh, the second one, uh, which would have been last year, super hot day race, kind of one lane, wasn't quite as crazy. Um, so the spring this year, it was like 40 degrees, right? It was super cold. I don't really remember why, but super cold. Nobody could really move around much. Uh, but I knew this one, I knew going into this one as it being a night race that it would be super gripped up and you know, it's, it's almost playoff time. So people are desperate for stage points, desperate for best finish they can get. Right. Uh, and honestly, that one probably trumped the first one that we won. Uh, I know we won in a little bit. Uh, maybe some people would say we didn't really win because it was rain shortened, but we, we, we have the trophy. So we did, but um, yeah, <laughs> just intense, right? I mean, no, absolutely yeah. intense. So, right? Two, three wide all day. Uh, the runs are almost faster than you, you can predict. I remember telling, telling William last year before the race, I physically can't talk fast enough. Right, uh, and yeah. you just so, you just you just painting the picture, right? So the more you can paint it, the brighter the color you can paint it for the driver. All he has to do is glance in his mirror every once in a while because he knows what's happened and he knows when he needs to turn the wheel to block. If you're doing your job right and just drive the thing out front, right? That's that's what you hope to do. But it's 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 a very unique challenge. Um, yeah, very very unique compared to Daytona Talladega. So I had Brandon Hutchison, the president of Atlanta Motor Speedway, on last week. And I told him, I've been on the roof for 20 years, 25 years, and this place, it made my head hurt watching it on TV because at Daytona and Talladega, you have a sense. You have this two and a half miles, and you can get the sense of where the run is going to come from. You can see the energy build. But at Atlanta, it just, boom, it pops up out of nowhere, and you're three wide. That's correct. And, and and remember, just like you were saying, at Daytona and at Talladega, you had that long back straightaway to at least maybe take a breath or not take – you're breathing all the time, obviously, but at least mentally be like you got one second where you can – okay, Atlanta, you have no time. That back straightaway is not that long. It is it is wide. Like So I, you spot, I know. So if, I, I run a David Clark button. And when you hold it down, I don't know how long it is, maybe 60 seconds without letting off. 
it locks out. Like it makes you un unkey. I probably did that yes. 15 times. Yes. You know, um, I don't know the actual length of time it takes, but I know you just got to let go and go right back. Right. Um, yeah, it's fun stuff. Like it's, it's always fun when you do well, but it's, it's always fun to have a challenge for, you know, why not? Well, it's miserable for those guys who are wadded up and back into trailer. You know, it always is. But, I, you know, so I always try when I talk to guys like you who are doing something at this level and who have been to Pensacola Mobile Op and worked at the, at the local level, what's your piece of advice that you would give a young guy who's thinking, hey, I may go want to go work in NASCAR or I may want to try to do this. What would you what, – what's your number one key? What, what two things, one, half the battle is getting there, right? So figure out how to get there, uh, where it costs you the least amount of money as possible, uh, because travel's hard for people. So whatever that takes, right? Whatever that makes you get there. And once you get to the racetrack, you know, Pensacola mobile, whatever, meet someone, go out of your way to meet someone new every single time you go to the racetrack. Um, because you never know. You never know when a connection, you know, they may say, hey, remember that guy that was here a month ago? We need some help, and they call you, right? Maybe. Um, it, a lot of it depends on if you have people in racing you already know. I know it's tough for someone that, that doesn't know anyone just to go and say, hey, I'm going to go try to meet someone, but you're probably not interested in the sport unless you know someone that does it, right? Well, and Brandon, that's that's what I tell everybody. I said, you know, you keep meeting people and you keep adding them to your phone book, and then one day you'll be surprised you're going to need one of those guys, and they'll be able to help you get to the next spot. Yeah, and you said that about the phone. There is not a phone number that I or someone that has anyone that's texted me over the last twenty years that I've had a cell phone. I've saved every single phone number with a name. Absolutely. Absolutely. You never know, right? That's right. Hey, Brandon, the music means I got to go, buddy. Thank you for joining us. Good luck this weekend in New Hampshire. It's definitely not one of my favorite places, but good luck to you guys, and uh, y'all keep digging. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. Brandon Lyons, Fox for Willie Byron. Everybody, have an awesome week.